Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Are we scraping the barrel tonight, to be honest with you? <laughs> Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In the name of Jesus, I ask it and all for your glory. Amen. Hold on a second. Now, you may think that I've been uh, stealing other people's uh, meditations, but I had it first, just for you to know, okay? First of all, I'm going to say to you, good evening. Would you want to say good evening back? Thank you very much. That's a word that we've got to be very, very careful for in our house. I'll tell you why. Um, I've got a new role in life. I'm a project manager in our house because the project manager has retired. He's still there giving information, but I'm taking over at the moment. And I think of what we could do here and what we could do there, what's needed here to maintain my house. And Steve comes through the door from B&Q, and I go, oh, Steve, just a minute now. I said, we need that to be done, and we need this to be done. And, and he said, ma'am, I'm going out now, and I'm coming back in. And you've got to say, good evening, before we start. So I said, good evening to you all now. <laughs> uh, Pastor Ian uh, preached in Cornerstone a couple of weeks ago taking my sermon. Paul Morgan, I love him to bits, but he's taken my sermon last week. And Adele gave all the scriptures that I was going to give tonight. Isn't that good? Isn't that marvellous? But that is the purpose of God to emphasise his word. Yeah, I didn't say it once, he said it three times altogether, the same thing. And Adele brought this morning the story of a young lad called David. Obviously, he grew up to be a man, and we know all about David, don't we? So I'm going to talk about a young lady tonight called Esther. If you don't know where Esther is in the Bible, have a look at Psalms, and have a look at Job, and then Esther comes backwards, okay? Because it's only a little book, isn't it? There are three main characters that I'd like to speak about tonight. Mordecai, the faithful, Haman, the evil one, and Esther, the brave. The story of Esther, or Hadassah, that is the Jewish name for her. The Jews uh, had been liberated from Babylon. Babylon, I've got a, bo um, a large globe in the house with a light inside it, and I've been looking at where different places are, just to, because I did geography, in 1956, that's a long time ago, and I've forgotten everything. So Babylon was Iraq, and they were uh, liberated from Babylon. They settled some in Persia, and some they went home to Jerusalem. The king allowed Jews to inhabit. His name was Ahasuerus. He reigned over 127 provinces, as far as India. 
he was a very important king. And his palace was in a place called Shushan. There were many feasts in this place. The nobles had many feasts, and when they had finished, the king gave the servants many feasts. So he was a liberal uh, king, a very rich king. His wife was called Vashti, and she was very beautiful. And a feast was made in honour for Vashti, and to show off her beauty. But she refused to attend. The king was very, very angry. He had been disobeyed in front of all his kingdom. This was a bad example for other women, to disobey their husbands. I know Philip is glaring at me up the back there. <laughs> but it does remind us of our attitudes. Many times I pray, and we do ask God to forgive our sins, doesn't he? But I say, Lord, I've got the wrong attitude sometimes. Will you help me not to have the wrong attitude? And people around us note these attitudes. They watch how we cope in situations. We say we have God with us, and so they're looking for that, aren't they? And they note everything about our attitudes, even towards them that are our enemies. And Matthew says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. That's a hard one, isn't it? Easy to talk, but to put it into action is another thing. Vashti was put aside and her estate given to another. There are consequences to our disobedience. Many years ago, Philip and I weren't in the right place. I wanted to be a matron, so I had the right figure for it. And I, that's all I wanted was to be a matron. And so I pushed and pushed and pushed until eventually I was made a matron. But you know something? I was very, very unhappy. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was being disobedient to what God wanted for me. Later on, I had promotion, but it was in God's time and what God wanted for me, not what I wanted for me. So our disobedience, we've got to be very careful about, haven't we? They have consequences. Just by the way, God is not mentioned anywhere in the book of Esther. Did you know that? Not at all. But what he does is mentioned. And that's the most important thing. There was a man called Mordecai, and he was a Jew. He had brought up his cousin, Esther, because she was an orphan. Now, she was absolutely gorgeous. She was really beautiful. And many maids had gathered into the palace, as Paul said last week, including Esther. The king favoured her and gave her and her maids the best place in the house of women. And then, eventually, she was made queen. It reminds me of the king of kings who gives favour to all his people. What tremendous benefits. I don't know if you've heard of this psalm before. Bless the Lord, O my soul. 
and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Have you still got a bit of youth left in you, older people? I'm 96 on the outside and 14 on the inside. But that's good, isn't it? And I'm holding on to that. What a wonderful God we have. Now Mordecai sat at the gate, and being a Jew, he refused to give homage to Haman, one of the king's officers who had been promoted by the king. Now Haman was full of his own importance, and he hated Mordecai for not bowing down to him, because everybody had to bow down to Haman. Mordecai heard two men plotting against the king. He reported it to Esther, who informed the king. So Mordecai saved the king's life. And the two men who were uh, plotting against the king were put to death. Although Mordecai was a Jew, he found favor with the king. After Haman had received his honors, he was given much power and the king's ring. He was now able to use his authority to spite Mordecai and issued a decree that all Jews that had settled in that land were to be killed. Power in the hands of evil men. Don't we see it today, friends? Those in government props, those who are dictators and presidents of other places, what things that they do, they forget the people, they take all the goods for themselves. It's right now, in this time. What a great threat this was to a great nation, God's people. But God's plans are so much greater than man's plans. Isaiah 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. How many times, even in our lives, have we encountered the victory over our circumstances because God brought about his plans in our lives? Four or five years ago, my sister passed away. She was living in Anglesey. And we went up to the funeral. And I spoke in the funeral. And we decided it better be on our way because it started to go dark. So it's a horrible journey up to North Wales, isn't it? There's no easy way. So we came halfway down. And it was very, very dark, the surroundings. We, there was no lights at all. The next thing, Philip could see something whizzing towards us at a tremendous speed. And a split second, he turned the wheel just a little bit and a pallet had come off the back of a lorry and was spinning towards us at 100 miles an hour. And because he turned, it caught the corner of the car instead of the windscreen. 
and that would have killed all of us in that car that day. Was not that God looking after us? I certainly think it was. God is good. He brought about his plans, you see. It wasn't his plan that we should perish that day. He changes bad circumstances into good. He protects and he guides. It's not our ways, but his ways. Right through his word, and we've heard it today, we see how he delivers David versus Goliath. Daniel versus the lions. Dry land versus the Red Sea. Victorious Christ versus defeated devil. Isn't God good? Letters were sent now throughout the provinces so that the Jews were to be destroyed. When I actually read an awful lot about Esther in the word of God, the king, it looks like, had no idea what was going on since he was full of banqueting, to be quite honest with you. He had had too much wine and he just passed anything. He wasn't aware. Haman and his wife conspired to get rid of Mordecai, who hadn't compromised, and prepared gallows to hang him. Eventually, Esther was informed of this, but what could she do? Everyone who entered the inner courts into the king's presence had to be invited. If they weren't invited, they were put to death. Esther was in danger of losing her life, but her and her family were to be killed by Haman's decree anyway because the king really didn't know then that she was a Jew. Mordecai was mourning for his people and in great distress. All the Jews were in fear of death, little children as well. Who would stand for them? Who would stand in the gap? We read in Esther chapter 4, this was Mordecai speaking to Esther. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And this is a very famous part, isn't it? For who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom at such a time as this? A great verse. Who knows whether you are come to the kingdom? You, me, at this time. We are all here today because of God's will. We are all here for a purpose right now. So what was needed? The Jews were asked to fast and pray for three days. Sometimes prayer and fasting, let's be quite honest with ourselves, is a sacrifice. But uh, it brings much blessing and answer to prayer. That's why we have a prayer meeting on Tuesday. And I would invite you all again. Do you know, as women, we've got much tasks to do 
and we've got much routines to carry out, haven't we? I'm number one on that one. It must be done today, not any other day. And sometimes we forget the house of God. Surely we can do change our routine just a little bit to give time for the prayer meeting. It is so important. And to pray at home as well. It is so important to give time to God because he answers our prayer. So Esther stood in the gap for her family and for her people. This reminds us of Jesus who stood in the gap for us, the greatest sacrifice this world will ever know. Don't worry, there's only 25 pages to go. <laughs> now we've heard tonight, by no accident, Philippians 2. Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God and us have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Esther stood before the king, but he was kind to her. She told him what Haman had done. She made a banquet for Haman. Now he thought that he was going to be honored, but God changed things around. The tables were changed. Isn't God good for doing that? We can change our circumstance too, although it doesn't look possible. His evil had been thwarted, and he was told to honour the man who he hated, Mordecai, instead. For he had saved the king's life, remember. When the king found out about Haman's evil plan, he was stripped of his position, and the king's ring was removed and given, of all things, to Mordecai. The gallows were to be used for Haman instead and his family. Justice at last. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that's been said as well, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Justice, how God is a just God. So we must do our part, take on the whole armour of God, stand for the truth, our feet shod with the gospel, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, the word of God. The Jews were saved. In fact, they were able to kill everybody that um, were going to kill them. What a turnaround. God had brought. The enemy were destroyed. God's plan overcomes evil. He has 
the victory. And in Esther, in chapter 8, when people saw the testimony of what God had done for the Jews, they wanted to be Jews too. Our testimony. Can people see what God has done for us and want to join in our beliefs? I wonder. The righteous avenged. Joy and honour to God's people. The reward for the believers. Joy instead of sorrow. Mourning into good days. That's our God. The Jews were asked to remember this victory. Uh, there's a thing called Pur, P-U-R, and it's like a lot. They cast lots. And because they remembered all the bad lots that had been against them, they called Purim this feast, not to forget God's goodness. Just because Esther was obedient and stood for the people and her faith, that's all she had to do. How we standing up for each other? For each other? How we standing up for righteousness without compromise? How we standing up for this church? Being loyal and having the desire to get together and pray. Are we standing up for our pastor and our leaders? Let me tell you something, they need our love and support and encouragement. Are we standing up for our God and our faith, just like Esther, at such a time as now? Our age group, when I look upon you now, you're not far off me, some of you. Not, not you, Don, honest now. And I've got to be honest with you. Sometimes we feel we haven't got much strength. Sometimes we feel weary. Let's be honest with one another tonight. How many people feel, not perhaps physically weary, but weary up here, weary up there. Hands up who feels weary tonight. I'm not ashamed to put my hand up. Sometimes we come to the end of our tether, don't we, Phil? We don't know where to go next. But God can strengthen us. We might be weary and heavy laden. What does the scripture say? Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. This yoke isn't heavy because he's holding it up with us. I believe, even in the midst of all our troubles, even in the midst of our heartaches, and there's heartaches here tonight, God can strengthen us. We've got to make some effort too. It's not all for God, it's for us as well. But let's get some excitement back into our souls for the service of God, my friends. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see him. 
One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race as up to us, till we see Christ. We've heard a scripture again about Joshua. Let me read it. Be strong. Be strong. Was Joshua talking to weak people or strong people? To the weak people, the people that needed strength. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. He is with us, we are not alone. With us, whoever thou goest. We might be getting on a little bit. I am anyway, I don't know about you. But there's a scripture I found. There are quite a few in the Bible. In Psalm 92, for the older people. And listen to this. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. That's us. They shall be fat and flourishing. I'm afraid that's already happened to me. But that doesn't mean fat and flourishing on the outside. It means fat and flourishing in our souls. Isn't God good? And so, friends... Why don't we stand? Why don't we stand? In the latter days now, when Jesus is coming very soon, stand up, stand up for our faith, for this place, for the service of God, and for his kingdom. You will be rewarded. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.